<sighs> so Tessa, I think we're gonna have to cancel the podcast. No, why? Because I just found out that you put the toilet paper under the roll instead of over, and I just don't know if I can live in a hostile environment. <laughs> to, like be, that. to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I we I threw a party last night. So that could be anyone's that fault. That could be anyone's fault. So. All I know is I went in there this morning and was like, oh no, I'm attacked. I feel <laughs> so, I'm literally shaking right Trigger. now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun at the party last night? I had a blast at the party last night. Good, and this good. is this is the first time we're recording in the morning. I know. We Because like, usually we record we late at night. Party. We did have a slumber party and it was fun. So for once I'm not I won't be saying, Oh I my god, go you're freaking me out and I have to go to bed. Yeah. So now I get so. to freak you out and you get to dwell on it all day. Oh and then creep, or you'll forget about it during the day, and then when you go to bed, exactly. you're going to be like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> Sammy! <laughs> so, yeah, so we threw, I threw a Halloween party last night. We were the Mystery Inc. Uh, crew. And yep. I, we did, but we did, like, a gender bend, so I was Shaggy. You were Daphne. I was Daphne. Uh, Ian was, Ian um, was uh, Velma. Yes, and then our friend Katie was our Fred, and then mm-hmm. Java was Scoobet-Do. Scoobet-Do. Instead of Scoobert. Yep. So, uh, in case yeah. y'all didn't know, Scooby Doo's full name is Scoobert yeah. Doo. Hi, hey. There's a little fun fact. So yeah, so we we had a blast last we night did. though, and it was really fun. And we're gonna fun. we're already making plans for next year. We're gonna do it big. We're gonna so. do it big, bigger, and better. Yes, absolutely. So, so welcome back. Yes. To uh, episode, episode eleven. eleven. Hey, hey, we're past ten. We're past ten. We're almost to a dozen. We're almost to a dozen. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. We're just we're growing. We're growing. Hello. Hi. Hi. So, uh, what's new? What's up? Um, it, I mean, you know, as we've talked about in the past, October is just a busy month for most people, especially millennials. We take our Halloweens very seriously. Yes, yes we do. Um, so I had my Halloween party last weekend. Which was a blast. Which was after the episode came out. Yes. Yeah. And so that was crazy and that was cool. And then we had your party last night. Yep. We and did then, kind of a Netflix li- a live action theme. Yeah. It was like very a, fun. Like a we cartoon very live costumes. action thing. So. And thank you uh, everybody who did show up who's a fan. Coming. You guys are awesome. And thank you to all our fans who came to my party. Because yes! so, we had like a, a lot of crossovers. We really did. It was That was the first time I've been recognized. I know. I love it. So it. Thanks, weird. Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Liz. Um, so yeah, hey, we also have merch. We you have guys merch. have merch yet? You guys need to get our merch. You need to buy our merch. I've Tess got more is merch wearing, coming. Yeah, Tess is wearing our Get In Loser shirt. Yes. Which is awesome and I we love, love it. it. I and love it. And then we've got like the coffee mugs. And, yes. I drank and my, really cool. so did you guys know, they make strawberries and cream Baileys. Mm. And it's delicious in coffee. You wouldn't think it would be, but it is delicious in coffee. So that sounds pretty good. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I drank that out of my mug this morning. There you my go. Little, my little morning cap. Morning cap. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that's just called day drinking. Huh? <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's Sunday. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so check out our merch store. That is Society6. That's Society and then the number six, not the word six. Yes. Dot com slash cryptipod. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-P-O-D. And and check out our stuff. We've got yeah. stickers, phone cases, iPad cases. Rep your shirts, favorite podcasters. Mugs, all yes. sorts of stuff. It's yeah. pretty great. We love it. So, so it's time to flip a coin. It's penny time for to it's time to penny for our thoughts. We're back to our own topics this week. We are. Um I picked last week, didn't I? Or did you pick? Well, I went first last week. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. You I think okay. you have to shake this week. All right, I shake. <laughs> you pick. I think this is right. I think so. Even if it isn't, okay. no one's counting. Some people are counting. Some, I guarantee there's somebody out there counting. Tell We're going to be tell like, us yeah. if, you are. If, if we did this wrong, please let us know because we've forgotten. <laughs> so, heads or tails? Uh, heads. It's heads. heads. Okay, yeah, so you I go, get first. To go first. Oh, good, good, good. I'm ready to creep you out. So, this episode is coming out a day early. This is uh, coming yes. out on Halloween. Surprise! We were going to do two episodes, but we just, with all of our stuff, we just got way too, way too busy. So Yeah, plus, so you know, now that you've <laughs> been to your Halloween parties already, you know, last night, on on Saturday night, then you're not going to be at any parties tonight. You're going to be in bed going to work. Yeah. So you're going to be listening. You're going to be listening. You're Hi, guys. something creepy to listen to. So, okay. 
Happy Halloween. That's another thing. Happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. I mean, gosh. How did we forget it's that? It's not Halloween it's yet. It's because it's not. But when this comes out, it'll be Happy Halloween for all of you guys. Okay. So I'm going to tell a little, like, story first to kind of get us into the mood. So picture this. Like, close your eyes. Close your eyes and picture this. Closing. All of you, close your eyes. My eyes are closed. Are your eyes closed? Close your eyes. Yep. In fact, same guy. I expect you to close your eyes. I'm going to close my eyes and read it anyway. (laughs) I'll read through my eyelids. Okay, so you're walking alone in the woods. All of a sudden, you notice a piece of paper pinned to a tree nearby. As you walk over to inspect it, you swear you can hear echoing footsteps behind you. You pick up the page and notice a crude drawing on it, and you hear a sound behind you. (laughs) You turn and see a tall, faceless figure in a black suit. Then he vanishes. I'm talking, of course, about Slender Man. Yay! <laughs> oh, I'm excited. You can open your eyes okay. now. You sure? I'm sure. That's I'm, the end of my it's little... It's rather warm in here. It is kind of warm. <laughs> but don't, don't, don't fall asleep on me. No, no. I'm, ri- <clears throat> I'm already on the edge of my seat. <laughs> okay, so Slender Man is kind of a cryptid as far as, like, modern internet cryptids go. I... I Asked a lot of people about, like, you know, would you consider Slenderman a cryptid? And they're like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. I think so. So, okay, so what's crazy about this cryptid is that most of us can remember roughly when it came into being. You know, because like I said, it's very modern. Very much so. Uh, Not necessarily an exact date, but we clearly remember around the time it happened. And we remember before it existed. Mm -hmm. Uh, The story behind Slenderman is kind of interesting for the most part. On June 10th, 2009, two black and white images were entered into a Photoshop contest on the Something Awful forum, with the point of the contest being to create paranormal images. Eric Knudsen, who went by Victor Surge on the forum, entered his two images under the guise of them being from witnesses who saw the abduction of children by the Slenderman. Um... The first image had, like, he later went and put captions on, but originally he just uploaded the images. But Mm. the first image, the caption that was entered said, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. So this is the first image. Yeah, I don't, there we go. Oh, freaky. Ooh. You can see him right there in the background. Oh, hi. Ooh. That's, ew. Super spoopy, right? Spoopy. Um, and then the second image had the caption, one of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library Blaze, notable, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986 photographer Mary Thomas missing since June 13th, 1986. So this is... Actually, that one's big enough. This is the second one. Oh, ooh, there he is. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Yep, the tentacles. Mm-hmm. Tendrils or the long fingers. Ooh. So Wait. so those were, those were the images that he uploaded to the forum. Um... Knudsen stated that Slenderman was inspired by a numerous or by numerous sources to include works by Stephen King, H.P. Lovecraft, of course, William S. Burroughs, Zach Parsons, and video games such as Silent Hill and Resident Evil. He even drew inspiration from known cryptids such as Mothman, which oh, I haven't talked about yet, but no. I will. That's a future episode it's on the list. coming. Uh, so Slenderman subsequently went viral on the internet with many fan arts and creepy pastas being created about the entity. For for those of you who don't know, mainly my parents, creepy pastas are creepy stories on the internet. Um, it got the name from it's a portmanteau of copy and paste um, because mm-hmm. you would often like copy paste got turned into copy pasta. Just as kind of a joke. Yeah. And then creepy versions of it became creepy pastas. I see. So that's that's where that comes from. It's a portmanteau of copy paste. Well, you educated me <clears throat> and your parents. There you go. Cool. Um one of the most popular fan-made creations about Slenderman is a series of YouTube videos by Marble Hornets. Um they have like I think it was like a series of like 18 videos and went on to be like a like a docu-series. It was basically about like this person who was just like creating a series and 
saw Slenderman in all of his works, and that was kind of the the plot behind it, and it was super popular. Um, A number of video games were also created expanding on the Slenderman mythos, as well as an independent and commercial movie such as the movie Slender that came out this year. Which I did not see, and I'm I kicking seen myself. It either, and I kind of want to. <clears throat> I want to see it. Yeah, but it, it's already out of theater, so I'm gonna have to wait until it shows up on Netflix or, <laughs> or in Redbox or, or yeah. something. So, but I I need to see it, and I'm kicking myself for not seeing it when it was out because Slenderman is one of my favorite things ever. I mean, geez, we have a whole podcast. We have a whole podcast. It's research at this right? point. It is. It's a yes. tax write-off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you even make enough to like have to fill out tax Heck no. forms? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a description of Slenderman. He's very tall and very thin. Some places saying that he's 8 to 9 to maybe even 10 feet tall. Wow. Uh, long tentacle-like arms, sometimes just tentacles. But he's got very, very long arms that, like, reach down below the knees. Tall, Um, dark, and faceless. Tall, dark, and faceless. White, featureless face. Although, in some places, it says that he does have a face that is different for everybody that looks at it. Oh. But that's just one of the many mythos that's been written about him, is that he does have a face. It's just, it's a different face for everybody that sees him. Hmm. Kind of like a Bogart. Oh, yeah. You know, face changes depending on what you're afraid of. Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. That's another cryptid. Yeah. Dark suit and tie, though in some cases he may have a red tie instead of a black tie. Dapper guy. He's very dapper. Um, He can teleport. He can definitely be in multiple places at once. Lives in forests and abandoned places. And then he is, his presence is able to cause nausea, paranoia, nightmares, delusions, and nosebleeds, also known as slender sickness. Ooh. So theories about Slenderman mm-hmm. because there are actually theories about how Slenderman might be real at this point. Oh. So yeah. So here are the different theories. Okay. Theory number 1, this one's my favorite is the Tulpa effect. Tulpa effect is one of the theories behind how Slenderman could could or possibly has become a real physical entity. A tulpa is a being from Tibetan and Indian mythology that are willed into existence through spiritual or mental powers. Think of it kind of like an imaginary friend that you believe in so much that it becomes real. You put enough like emotional and mental energy into this fictional creature and being that it becomes real because it's kind of fed off of those emotional and mental energies. I see. Um, The thought process behind this theory is that even though it's an urban legend, or even though this urban legend has a definitive origin as a fictional piece, enough people are and have been constantly thinking about it and building stories about it that he may have indeed unintentionally been willed into existence by a collective group and gained enough spiritual and mental power that he was able to develop his own free will and break free of needing our collective energy to survive. Interesting, kind of a group think that just gets yeah. out of hand. Interesting. Yeah. So that one's my favorite. Huh. Um, other theories are the quantum theory. This theory states that Slenderman isn't so much a supernatural being as he is capable of being explained scientifically via quantum physics. Um, now, I'm not going to delve super deep into quantum theory because that's really complex and deep and partially because I'm really not smart enough. <laughs> But basically, this theory states that Slenderman might be a natural embodiment of probability. Oh. So, and that he's acting as if he were made of one single quantum particle versus the billions that make up human beings. So basically, human beings are made up of billions and billions, billions and billions (laughs) of uh, quantum particles, which is what grounds us in... Reality. Yes. Um, But one quantum particle by itself is kind of able to do whatever it wants. So basically this theory says that Slender Man, even though he's a very large being, behaves the way one quantum particle can or does. So that he's able to kind of do whatever, be wherever. And skate through. And kind of skate through reality. And that would explain why he's able to be in multiple places at once and teleport and and do what's referred to as slender walking where he's able to like teleport. Oh, I wonder how someone achieves <clears throat> such abilities. Who knows? Sure luck. If you guys figure it out, please yes. let me know. Yes. I would love to rise to my We'll send you a t-shirt. <laughs> I would love to rise to my place as a paragon of humanity. Thanks. <laughs> 
Um, and then another theory states that he's a fourth dimensional being. This one's really cool, too, because mm. um, people who subscribe to this theory believe that Slenderman is a being outside of our dimensional view. He resides in the fourth dimension and can interact with our third dimension in ways that we can't see. So think of it like us with a like with the second dimension. So like a drawing on a piece of paper. That's a two-dimensional being. Yeah. <laughs> like um, a, a sponge guard? Like Doodle Bob. Doodle Bob. <laughs> Doodle Bob. Me hoimanoi. Me hoimanoi. So oh. if a two-dimensional drawing were to come to life, it could literally only see what's directly in front of it. Mm. You know, because it's it's flat, it's two-dimensional. Mm-hmm. It can't see in the three dimensions that we can see. So... Basically, if we were to stand to the side of it or behind it, it couldn't see us because we're on a different dimensional plane than than it is. Oh. It can only see what's directly in front of it. Interesting. So, so we're able to interact with the second dimension. Huh. But we react or we interact with it outside of its dimension because we're in a third dimension. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because they're so flat. Then they're f- so then if so to them, when we turn. When. S- they're so them, sideways. Yeah. They're sideways. They can't see us. Yeah. To them, when we walk to the no side delivery. of them or to or behind them, uh-huh. we've disappeared oh. out so of their the complete plane of existence. So that's the trick. You get behind them. Yeah. Get behind Slenderman. Well, no, no, no. He gets behind <laughs> oh. us. Oh no. That's that's the that's the whole point of it. Oh, so no. so basically, um, two dimensions can't perceive depth. They only perceive height and width. Our third dimension is depth. I see. You know, they don't have a depth because they're yeah. flat. Yeah. So the fourth dimension is something that we can't perceive because it's a dimen- it's another dimension. We perceive height, width, and depth. There is another fourth dimension that we're aware of because we're sentient beings, but we can't see it and interact with it. Mm. So basically, we can't perceive fourth dimensional movement. So he might be moving to the side or behind us. Where we can move forward and back, left and right. He can go up, down. He can go up, down in all ways. You know, so it's like, so it gives it the appearance of him teleporting because Mm -hmm. he's just walking outside of our field of vision Mm -hmm. and then back into it. So he's not. He's an artwork. Yeah. So according to this uh, theory, he's not really teleporting. He's just moving in a way that we're incapable of perceiving. But what does he want? Right. (laughs) So, so that one's really fascinating, but it's not. I don't know. It, it's 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 not my favorite. Like I said, the tulpa effect is my favorite because that yeah. brings in supernatural, weird, creepy stuff. Plus, you can you know manufacture an imaginary friend if you think hard enough. Yeah, Foster's home for imaginary friends. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cheese. Cheese. My favorite. Excellent. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get into real life Slenderman related incidents. Okay. So this is the part of the podcast where I get to bring in my other passion, which is true crime. Yay! <laughs> and I get to kind of, for a moment, have a bit of a true crime podcast. Awesome. So, May 31st, 2014. That's my cousin's birthday. Oh. So this is just four years ago, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, four years ago. 12-year-olds Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser Five from... Years Five years ago? No, 2014. 24. Okay, yeah, four years ago. Yeah, Sorry. four Sorry. years ago. Go ahead. <clears throat> 12-year-olds Anissa Wire and Morgan Geyser from Waukesha, Wisconsin, invited their friend Peyton Lutner over for a sleepover, and later that night lured her into the woods where they stabbed her 19 times and left her for dead as a way to appease and impress Slenderman. Peyton survived the attack and crawled to a nearby road where she was discovered the next day by a passing bicyclist. Anissa and Morgan had developed an unhealthy obsession with Slenderman in the months leading up to the attempted murder and claimed that he had telepathically contacted them and threatened to kill them and their families if they didn't kill someone in his name. These are 12-year-olds. Yeah, I was actually working at the station when this happened. I remember when the bicyclist found uh, Peyton mm-hmm. and and everything that ensued afterward. And that Netflix documentary is so good. Yeah. Because even at the end of that, I couldn't really tell you, like, who was who's lying yeah like it's it's such a convincing they were they were absolutely convinced of this yeah you know like they were they were completely well i mean they were both mentally disturbed but i remember when this happened (coughs) that was a that was dark time it was really creepy 
Um, so they drew pictures of him, spent a lot of time researching him, and claimed to want to be proxies in order to prove his existence. Now, according to Slenderman mythos, proxies are people that Slenderman has kind of taken over mentally. You don't choose to be a proxy. Most of the time, you don't want to be a proxy. He's taken over you, and you're acting as a physical manifestation moving for him. Possession. Yeah, it kind of a possession yeah. sort of thing. Okay. You don't choose to be a proxy. Mm -hmm. So it's like it doesn't make sense that they wanted to be a proxy. They obviously did not research him well enough or they would have known better. Yeah. But they're 12. What are you, 12? What are you, 12? So they wanted to be proxies in order to prove his existence. They even believed that if they killed for him, he would take them to live with him in his hidden mansion in the Nicolette National Forest in Wisconsin. He's wearing a suit. He must own a mansion. So they obviously had some weird sort of like daddy issue fascination yeah. with Slenderman thinking. Because it's like, according to most most of the lore regarding Slenderman, he abducts people. He does not take them to live with them in his fancy mansion. He kind of takes them and kills them and feeds off their energy. You may live in the walls of the fancy yeah, mansion. Yeah, but it's like it's not a happy ending sort of thing where they made it seem like... We're going to go live with him in, you know, in Africa with all the little birdies and the little monkeys. You know, it's like, no, you're going to die. But yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So they thought that he was going to, you know, like adopt them and take them to live with him in his fancy mansion in the Nicolette. Slender Daddy. Forest. Slender Daddy. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. No sugar slender daddy, daddy. daddy. Slender Daddy. I need a Slender Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun in the fourth dimension. <laughs> fourth dimensional Slender Daddy. So Good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Episode time. There we go. Yeah, I'm, I'll put that in there. Um, Anissa and Morgan were apprehended near Interstate 94 about four hours after Peyton was found. So they just kind of wandered around the whole night and then ended up near an interstate. Um, and they had the weapon, a five-inch knife, in a bag with them. While the girls did express remorse, they also stated that they knew what they were doing and found it necessary. Anissa said, I believe it's ending a life and I regret it. The bad part of me wanted her to die. The good part of me wanted her to live. Oh, my god! So it's like they they were kind of sorry for it, but not really. You know, they yeah, were like, yeah. it was more like, well, we we were, we felt bad that she had to die, but it was a worthy cause. That was kind of their logic behind it. It was like, yeah, it sucks that she had to die, but it was worth it. And I can't imagine what that... At I mean, 12 they were years like, old. And they were like best buddies. <clears throat> like, yeah, she was like, like one of their best friends. Oh my gosh. And then to, like, the, that you're just kind of chosen in that way. Mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine that poor girl. I feel so bad for yeah. her. Like, ugh. Well, she went on to go back to school about, what was it, like six months later, six, eight months later, she went back to school. Which, you know, power <laughs> to you, girlfriend. Yeah. You, wow. You are one strong woman. So, um, in 2017, both girls were tried as adults. Mm -hmm. So, this was, let's see, three years later. So, they were 15 when they were tried. Uh, yeah. um, they were tried as adults, and both were found not guilty by mental disease or defect. So, it was like, basically, what that means is they were found guilty, but... It was more, they've got mental illness, so we're not holding them accountable, even yeah. though they are guilty of it. Um, Anissa Wire was sentenced to 25 to life in an intermediate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement and involuntary treatment in a state psychiatric institute, followed by communal supervision until age 40. Wow. So basically, 25 to life, she has to have mental treatment for at least three years. And then even once she's released back into society, they're going to monitor monitor her until she's age 40 or it's been 25 years, whichever comes first. Wow. <clears throat> Morgan Geyser was sentenced to the maximum 40 years to life because she was the main one doing the stabbing. The other, Anissa, was just kind of watching and mm -hmm. instigating. Um, so Morgan was sentenced to 40 years to life, an intermediate sentence involving at least three years locked confinement in addition to involuntary treatment in the state psychiatric institute until complete resolution of symptoms or until age 53, whichever may happen first. Wow. So wow. she has to be in treatment for a minimum of three years, but it can get extended however long until she's fixed, basically. And it's somebody, you know, sadly, that will never be able to function in society. She's no. spent her entire adulthood, childhood, I mean, in yeah. behind bars. Behind, I mean, like, and then on top of already having, you know, psychological yeah. uh, issues. No, that's, yeah. that's really unfortunate. So until complete resolution of symptoms or until age 53. So basically, 
they could let her out. Like, if they feel that she is mentally well before age 53, they'll let her out. But if not, they they have complete right to keep her until age wow. 53. Wow. Um, followed by continued communal supervision, periodic reevaluations, and or reinstitution. Excuse me. And further treatment per needed as required by the sentence imposed. So even if, or even once she reaches age 53, she has to check in, you know, mm-hmm. probably like once or twice a year mm-hmm. to be reevaluated. And then at any time, if they feel like she's slipping back, they will pull her in wow. and, and re-institutionalize her. Wow. So and imagine though, like at 12 wow. years old, you've ruined your whole life. Ruined it. Just like completely it. thrown away your whole life. Oh my God. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, you'll never, never be able to function. No, no, never. Oh, so, I mean, sad. it's, it is sad. I mean, 12 years old, you know, you're still a child and you're being, tr- you know, you're being tried as an adult for attempted murder. Um, and, then, and this, and this was plotted murder too. It wasn't, it wasn't manslaughter or, you know, like, um, an unplanned homicide. It was, they planned this for like six months prior to it happening. It really makes you wonder, you know, going back to the first post about it and the initial pictures and whoever initially <clears throat> brought it to the public's attention, how they feel, if it is mm-hmm. a hoax, you know, because there's, there's always <clears throat> that possibility. Yeah. Like what you caused. Yeah. I mean, or not necessarily caused, but were a party to. Yeah. Like that, whoo, that's it's crazy. That's, that weighs heavy. So these are the two girls. Yeah. Aww, like I said, they're just children. So ch- oh, they're just, just babies. Just I mean, babies. 12 years old, that's what, sixth grade? Mm-hmm. Fifth or sixth? No, sixth or seventh grade, something like that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're babies. They are. They are babies. They are. <sighs> it's, it's depressing. Very much so. Um, but yeah, the, um, Peyton has gone on to, she's doing fine. She's completely recovered Good from her, her injuries. Um, she, I mean... Stabbed 19 times, Ooh, though. And they, they missed her, like, her heart cavity by a centimeter. Ooh, so, I mean, oh, one centimeter to, like, call. the right or the oh, left, gosh. and she would have been dead. She would have oh, bled out. Wow. So, it's like she she escaped by the skin of her teeth. And for her to... And she crawled her way, yeah. like, a couple of miles to the road and, and happened to be found by a bicyclist passing God, by. Can you imagine rolling up on oh, something God. like that? Oh, my God. Oh, my horrifying. God. Woo terrifying but yeah she's doing well and you know she's kind of like an advocate for you know mental health awareness in children yeah good for her so um next one is june or june 2014 so same year um like just a couple of weeks later uh, a woman from cincinnati ohio claimed her 13 year old daughter another child Mm -hmm. attacked her with a knife and said it was at least partially motivated by her obsession with Slenderman. Mm. Um, we found things that she had written and she had made reference to Slenderman. She also made references to killings, the mother said. She even created a world for Slenderman in the game Minecraft. Wow. Yeah. So, Oof. you know, like it was like I don't think she was stabbed or anything. She had a couple of scratches, but I mean she was attacked by her 13-year-old. Wow. So Ooh. Uh, the next one is September 4th of 2014, so just another couple of months mm-hmm. later. 2014 was just a big yeah, year really, for Yeah, really, really popular for this. Um, 14-year-old girl from Port Ritchie, Florida, set her house on fire while her mother and 9-year-old brother were sleeping because she was inspired to do so by Slenderman and the manga-slash-anime Soul Eater. Ooh. Um, she had apparently soaked a towel and bedsheet in bleach and rum, lit it on fire, then fled to a park nearby and slept in the bathroom. Oh, wow. So, um, the mother and brother survived, and while rescue workers workers were still searching for the missing 14-year-old, the mother received text messages from her that read, Mom, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I did it. Oh, wow. So, they did eventually find her. I mean, the house completely burned to the ground. And there's that guilt, too. <clears throat> like, once... It is so permanent. Once yeah. you make that decision, and, uh, you know, no wonder she ran and hid in the bathroom yeah. because she was like, I am in so much trouble. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God. Especially after, <clears throat> it, like, the fire first starts to consume something. Like, yeah. there was one time I remember... I was just, I was a kid and I, my dad was like, you know, watching me at home and, and, uh, my mom was like off at work or something. And I was a little idiot and I was playing with, uh, I was lighting like skewers mm-hmm. with skewers. And then I wasn't soaking them first. I would just gotcha. toss them in the trash once I like blew them out. Oh, okay. Huh. <sighs> accidentally set the trash can on fire oh, no. <laughs> and then shut it and went, um, 
Uh, <laughs> I like crawled up the stairs and went, Dad? Because Dad was upstairs taking a nap. Dad? Dad, I think the trash can's on fire. As Dad flies down the stairs, <laughs> runs and opens up the, the trash can, flings it outside into the pool, and then I got the lecturing of a oh, lifetime. I bet. But I, I bet. Probably around the same age as that, uh, around that time. Yeah. So, uh, but I remember that when you, like, that flame first starts, there's mm-hmm. a panic that's like, Oh, uh-oh. What do I do? Oh, and then you're a kid, and then it's like, oh, I'm in a lot of trouble. Okay, this isn't happening. It's not happening. Yeah. So I completely understand, you know, if they, when you make a move like that, maybe there could have been an argument we don't mm-hmm. know about. Oh, yeah, there there was. They'd been, like, from from what I read, the, um, the girl and her mother had been arguing, you know, like mm-hmm. a couple of days prior. And, you know, she was inspired, like I said, by Slender Man and, you know, by this manga slash anime, Soul Eater, which I've, I've watched the anime for mm-hmm. it, and... I don't know how you could get any of this out of that, mm-hmm. but um, according to the the lore in the anime and manga, is it follows this this um, girl and this boy who is like her weapon, mm-hmm. um, and the, the point is to collect like ninety nine souls and the soul of a witch to become red love balloons. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to collect a hundred souls total, ninety nine mortal souls, and then the soul of a witch in order to become a grim reaper. Oh. And apparently she kind of like was inspired by that and by Slender Man and just all sorts of creepy stuff because her and her mom had had a fight. I don't know why you'd want to become there. a grim reaper. You're just skin and bones, honey. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, so um, anyway, the last incident that I have on here, and this is this is the last of my little section, um, is from early 2015, so just the next year. Like I said, that time was a big time for Slenderman, apparently. Um, this takes place in my home state of South Dakota. Oh. Um, a slew of suicide attempts by young people aged 12 to 24 happened across the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. Um, which I've wow. been to that reservation like a couple of times as a kid, um, with a couple of the suicide attempts being partially influenced by the Slender Man legend. Apparently, many Native Americans believe in a suicide spirit that bears some resemblance to Slender Man. Um, you know, it's a it's a Native American deity that is you know, like I said, a suicide being um, that is very. It's described the same way: very tall, long arms. Faceless head, you know, so it's it's very, very similar to Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Carey, a minister who works with youths on the reservation, said they call him the tall man spirit. He's appearing to these kids and he's telling them to kill themselves. Wow. Um, and yeah, they had like a, a whole slew of attempted suicides during, you know, like a eight month period. I wonder what it is about puberty. Because <clears throat> it's, it sounds like it really starts to spark up around like 12 years old. Yeah. And that's typically when a lot of, if you're going to, if you have a mental, uh, you know, an instability or disorder, yeah. that's when it really kind of starts well, to bloom. It's, it's, this, it's the sudden rush of hormones yeah. and, and. You know, and, and puberty and, and the the changes in your body and the changes of the chemicals in your brain. And it's like there's such an influx and an imbalance that it's like puberty's rough on everybody. everybody. And it's like that's when a lot of mental illnesses do develop because maybe your body, while it's going through changes, didn't make enough of this chemical or made too much of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like – and it – it messes up your brain for the rest of your life. Absolutely, and it could be just one <clears throat> one little misfiring, one, one little misfire, one little speed bump that can just yep. apparently ruin your life. Yeah, you know? and it's it's absolutely nuts how it can affect like an entire group of people like that. Absolutely, you know, group because think. group Humans think and and creatures. you know mass paranoia and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's you know one all it takes is one person and when it's a when it's a close knit group like like the indian reservations like that you know they're they're a very secluded society you know they're all growing up and living right next to each other all it takes is one person spreads like and it, a and trash it spreads can like fire. wildfire you know yeah, yeah trash can trash can fire, fire. <laughs> <In the> kitchen <laughs> you know so it's like it it just takes that one person and and it gets that into everybody's head you know oh that could happen to me oh well you know maybe i saw something too and and next thing you know, you've got yeah mass hysteria. You've yeah. got you've know, got an epidemic of of suicides because one person is struggling with mental illness. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's really crazy. But yeah, so that's that's Slender Man. Cool. I've I've been wanting to talk about him for a while. He's Excellent. super creepy. 
I thought about including like a creepypasta story at the end, but I couldn't find one that I liked enough that wasn't like, you know, 18 pages exactly, long. So I was like, exactly. no, nah, I think I'm good. But yes, yes. Yeah. Well, awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. That was a great discussion. There you go. And so a little true crime. And a little true crime. Yes. Like I said, I got to include some of one of my other passions. Good so. for you. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a break. Yes. And then when we come back, we'll, we're going to talk about Tess's conspiracy. Yes, conspiracy. So don't go away. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash cryptopod and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash cryptopod to get started today. So why Audible? Well, Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. I just downloaded Fact, Fiction, and Flying Saucers by Stanton T. Friedman and Kathleen Martin. It's... I'm I'm so excited oh, to listen to I it. I saw that one pop up on like my recommended list. It should have. I I need to download it. But you can download whatever you want. Everything for right, free right. with this trial. Yeah, you you can download any book you want. And this would be a great way to have something to listen to during the off weeks where we don't put out an episode. You're so right. You know, give you something to listen to on your drive to and from work. Absolutely. I know I've got a half hour commute to work one way, so it's like I listen to podcasts and audiobooks and Audible's a great service for that. We can only do so much. We can only do so much. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash cryptopod. Again, that's auto... auto <laughs> Just do the tag again. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash cryptopod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash C-R-Y-P-T-I-P-O-D for your free audiobook. And remember... Big, Big brother, brother is watching. watching. All right, so break time's over. Break time is over. Back to business. Back to work. Okay. <laughs> so it is Halloween. Yes. Again, happy mm. Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. So, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, we're also thinking about doing a summer ween. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be totally into that. Wear your skankiest outfit because it's finally hot enough yep. to wear it. Although we had a gorgeous, it is, okay, so California does not experience seasons. No. And Sacramento is like the worst of it. We don't yep. snow here. We don't, like, if, you, if you're not, fr- you know, familiar, we just don't have we seasons. We barely even have Northern rain Northern California. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> barely have rain. And it was like 84 degrees yesterday. Yeah, it was And a nice 55 day at night. Yeah. We was, had all the windows open until like 1 o'clock in the morning. It was morning. a really nice night out. It was a really um, beautiful night. I couldn't have asked for a better night. Usually it rains sometimes on, Octo- you know, on Halloween yeah, of all nights. Right. You know, no other day of the week. But, but yeah, so we're planning a summerween. I got yes. the idea from Gravity Falls. I which love is it. Which is a great like conspiracy theory encrypted sort of show if you haven't ever watched it. And you know, I haven't yet. And I've been told by so many people I have to. You would, I think you'd like I it. Think I it's, would it's really cool. Um, it's only two seasons, so it's not a huge oh, investment. Perfect. Um, but yeah, so they have summer ween and, you know, for us, it could be a time to like, yeah. you know, wear, wear our bathing suit costume exactly. and go have a, a summer ween pool party. And cause it feels great. <laughs> There's a pool next door. We can hop in. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm a shameless M. Night Shyamalan fan, at least mm. of his early work. Right. Uh, mainly because I love the Artur theory of shoving yourself in your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even as a bit part. Oh yeah. He's a big, you know, big person for self-insert fan fictions. Very Hitchcock. I love it. But obviously the month of October and the Halloween season bring to mind some of his many twisty horror films, Mm -hmm. The Village, Sixth Mm -hmm. Sense, and Signs. Mm -hmm. I love Signs. I remember the first time I saw Signs pretty vividly so much so I don't remember half the movie because I covered my face. (laughs) Let's face it, I was only 11 or 12 at the time. It wasn't until I'd seen Scary Movie 3, mm-hmm. like, five million times, because it's all centered around, that's the main yeah. theme of that one, yeah. uh, that I finally went back and watched Signs, mm-hmm. and am- admittedly, I laughed hysterically from about the basement scene to the end. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, the scene where the alien just walks past the camera at the birthday party, mm-hmm. <laughs> just... Yeah. Very robotic. It was creepy up until, like, the last half of the movie. Exactly. And I was like, oh, this is cheesy. This is cheesy. <laughs> but that's most M. Night Shyamalan movies. Very true. Much like The Village, which Very is true. freaky the first time you see it. Funny every yeah, time yeah. after. But if you haven't water. seen it, if you haven't seen Science, it's already Halloween. What's wrong with you? Go watch go it when watch you're done movie. with us. 
So if you have seen it, you remember it's about Mel Gibson's character, a reverend and landowner, dealing not only with the loss of his wife and his freeloader brother mm-hmm. and two kids. His kids are creepy enough in, in horror movies. Oh, yeah. Now add crop circles showing up mm-hmm. all over old grumpy Gibby's farm. Yep. And grumpy aliens Gibby. that <laughs> left them there. <laughs> grumpy Gibby. Grumpy That's a Gibby. Good yep, we're talking crop circles. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Okay. There's really no question as to whether these things are real. Mm-hmm. We have plenty of evidence. Mm-hmm. The conspiracy lies in who is responsible, of course. Right. And the list of theories ranges from the plausible to the absolutely absurd. Mm-hmm. Let's explore. Good. A crop circle is a pattern created by flattening a crop, usually a cereal or a grain. The term was first coined in the early 1980s by author Colin Andrews, a cereologist and ufologist. A cereologist is an individual who studies the appearance, creation, and significance of crop circles. Mm-hmm. Shyamalan's movie was set in the American Midwest, but that's actually pretty far from the epicenter of these things. Mm-hmm. Some reports say over 90% of the known sightings of crop circles have been in the United Kingdom, in the old Wessex region, and Somerset. Mm-hmm. Wiltshire County, known for housing the famous Stonehenge and other monuments like it, mm-hmm. has long been acknowledged as the center of the crop circle phenomenon. More than 100 of them appear in those areas each year. Really? I didn't know it was that many every year. Yes. They're like just constantly. Mm -hmm. And some of it is art form. Some of it is advertisement, as I'll talk about in a Mm -hmm. minute. But molecular biologist Horace Drew thinks the answer lies beyond the stars in time travel or alien life. Mm -hmm. He theorizes the patterns could be made by human time travelers from the distant future to help them navigate to our planet. Drew thinks he's even decoded some of these messages, including believe, beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises, Mm. and we oppose deception. Mm. How he came to these findings, I did not have the time, patience, or (laughs) ability to research or understand, but you do you, dude. Maybe I should try leaving one for producer Ian that says, take it the trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it in crop circles on the counter. Oh, Ian. <laughs> take out the trash. So there's some common characteristics that are seen across the board mm-hmm. with crop circles. You know, circles. Yes. Number one. Right. Yeah. yeah. As the name implies, almost all patterns involve circles in some way, rarely triangles, rectangles, or squares, although some certain, some of them have straight lines, right. curved lines. They're always done in the cover of darkness. They form seemingly overnight, often sighted by farmers or passersby in the morning. Mm-hmm. There's no reason aliens would have to make them only at night and never in the daytime, but hoaxers have every reason for that, with mm-hmm. full moon nights being exceptionally popular. Full moons are crazy. Exactly. All the wackadoos come out. Well, because it's the this moon's so bright, you yeah. can see. Yeah, so that, tr- that too. That's but, why but wackadoos do come out at the full moon. Exactly. Flashlights <laughs> would be too obvious, though. So you got to use the light of the moon. Mm-hmm. Also, camera shyness. We've never caught one of these being made on camera, except those made by hoaxers. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm on TV. Yeah, right. But many of the hoaxers aren't filmed either, as most, if not all, of these designs are cut into crops on private property, so mm-hmm. you'd be stupid to post video evidence. Yeah. Though I wouldn't put it past some people. Also, access to roads. Crop circles usually appear in fields that provide reasonably easy public access. Mm-hmm. They're rarely in remote and accessible areas because, you know, when you get drunk and decide to go do a crop circle, you're, you know, you don't not going to walk like, far from the yeah, road. Yeah, you don't want to walk miles <laughs> you be able to find it. a crop. Yeah. No, I mean, they did. Imagine didn't, people got lost. Right. <laughs> did you ever see, like, they did a documentary by, like, uh, the two guys that did, like, the first couple of crop circles that, and they showed how they did it? It was really interesting. Yes, and I will get to that. Okay, okay, okay. So, ahead of myself. in my opinion, and the opinion of most articles I read, these things, all these signs post to, uh, signed to a hoax. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I feel a little I whimsy. Believe. I, I want to believe. believe. Because there's some kind of things I'll... So, some believers say crop circle sightings date back centuries, citing one artwork in particular from 1678. Okay. It's a woodcut that appears to show a field of oat stalks laid out in a circle with an odd little man pushing something into the field. Okay. But a little historical investigation uncovered a sillier backstory to this. Okay. The woodcut actually depicts what's known at the time as a mowing devil. An English farmer told a worker he was fighting with that he would rather pay the devil himself to cut his oat field than pay the fee that he demanded. Hmm. So that little man in the middle of the woodcut is not a farmer, but good old Lucifer pushing a Sith. He even has horns and a tail. 
Uh, photos to oh, come, guys. I'm going to post them on Instagram. That's interesting. So in 1880, a letter to the editor of Nature by amateur scientist John Rand Caprone. I'm hoping I'm going to fancy up his name a little bit. Not say Capron. <laughs> Caprone. Say it, say it like an American. Capron. He described how... <laughs> Capron. Capron. John Rand Capron. <laughs> he described how a recent storm created several circles of flattened crops mm. in a field. More crop circles? More Who knows? Crop. That is one mm. theory that they are, you know, weather-related. Okay. Most reports say the circles as we know them didn't start showing up until 1966 near the small town of Tully, Australia. A farmer said he saw a flying saucer rise up from a boggy area and fly away. Mm-hmm. When he went to investigate, he saw a roughly circular area of debris and flattened reeds and grass, which he assumed had been left behind by an alien spacecraft. Authorities said it was probably caused by a water spout, but local journalists dubbed these circles as flying saucer nests. They still weren't referred to as crop circles yet. Okay. Or <clears throat> a nest. A nest. Birds. Birds. <laughs> flying interstellar birds. <laughs> so as if, you know, just in case you thought interstellar birds were penguins and flightless. Yeah, no, they're, they're, <laughs> they're flight, flightful birds. Flightful birds. So a few years later in the 1970s, things really picked up. Some circles started appearing in the English countryside. Over the years, the number of circles and frequencies of sightings picked up exponentially, mm-hmm. including some that started to portray <clears throat> complex mathematical equations. But we'll come back to these in a second. Okay, okay. In July of 1996, one of the world's most complex circles appeared in what some claimed was a matter of less than an hour in broad daylight, or as daylight as it gets in England. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Across the highway from the world-famous Stonehenge Monument, the Wiltshire, in the Wiltshire uh, countryside, it was uh, an extremely detailed and accurate depiction of a Julia set, which is a mathematical equation that I can't even begin to explain to you Mm. what it means, but this is what it like. Ooh, that's pretty. It's very pretty. Or that's like a version of it. Gotcha. Okay. So it was 600 feet in diameter, consisting of 151 circles of different sizes, arranged with superb mathematical and geometrical accuracy. Accuracy. Uh, I mean, on that kind of scale. That's impressive. I mean, that's really big, and and to get it that mathematically correct when it's that big, and that's the, impressive. I mean, because they say that some of these are made with lasers, but this was like in 1996. I can't imagine we had anything that like sophisticated no, at that time. That's really well, impressive. Maybe. maybe. Um, while some of these simpler crop circles could be dismissed as weather patterns, this one was unmistakably done by someone highly intelligent. Mm-hmm. The only question was whether this intelligent being was of our big blue orb or not. Gotcha. This is considered one of the most famous designs in crop circle history. However, we already know who pulled this off. It was completed in about three hours Mm -hmm. by three hoaxers in the early hours of the morning. It just went unnoticed until a plane flew overhead. Mm -hmm. So who's behind these elaborate designs that we know of? For sure, we know that some of them are advertising or art. We even Mm -hmm. see, like, I mean, we do... Uh, corn mazes. Right. I mean, yeah. In a way, what's the difference? In fact, I mean, made the yeah, same way. that is that is basically a giant crop maze. Exactly. In some cases, it's not basically that is a giant crop exactly. maze. Exactly. Come on, Sammy. You'll see them <laughs> logos and fields. Yeah. And so right. it's, you know, it's especially in like flyover states, if mm-hmm. you've got the the room to to you know. Mode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Physicists have suggested that the most complex <clears throat> formations might be made with the help of GPS and lasers. Mm-hmm. Fungi apparently can also cause circular areas of crop to die, which okay. I did not know. I didn't know. But that I either. guess if something is expanding from like that's true from a the central circular, point, maybe it like spreads like mold. Yeah, you know, and on like that's a petri dish. That's right. Cool. That's yeah. What I thought. Uh, weather patterns it could be uh, air currents, night tornadoes, lightning strikes, and whirlwinds. Mm-hmm. But you would think of a lightning bolt like struck yeah, a field a that it would burn area, the whole thing down. Not just flatten exactly. the crops. It would burn it as well. That's interesting. Uh, also, sign, uh, there's a scientifically undetectable undetectable earth energy fields and meridians called ley lines. This oh, I've heard together. of those. Those are really interesting. So ley lines are apparent alignments of landmarks, religious sites, and man-made structures. The pseudoscientific <laughs> belief that these apparent lines are not accidental speculates that they are straight, navigable paths and have spiritual significance. Mm -hmm. The concept originated in 1921 with a man named Alfred Watkins in his books, Early British Trackways and the Old Straight Track. Mm -hmm. 
Watkins had been driving along a road near a village when he pulled over to inspect an archaeological investigation of a Roman camp. Mm -hmm. He was comparing the landscape on either side of the road and marking the features on his map when he realized a series of straight alignments of various ancient features like standing stones, wayside crosses, causeways, hill forts, and ancient churches on mounds lit up in a near-perfect line. Mm -hmm. He coined the term lay at least partly because the lines passed through Places where those names contain the syllable way. Right, right. Uh, also, uh, magnetism is another possibility. Okay. In 2000, Colin Andrews, the seriologist and ufologist I mentioned earlier, who coined the crop circle term, stated he believed 80% of crop circles were man-made, and the remaining circles with less elaborate designs could be explained by a three-degree shift in the Earth's magnetic field that creates a current that electrocutes the crops, causing them to flatten and form a circle. Okay. <clears throat> it's one another theory. Right. Going back to the ley lines, yes. though, that reminded me of, like, a meme that I've seen that's kind of... It's, I mean, it's it's founded in truth, and it's kind of mm-hmm. ley line related. Um, there's a lot... Of, in a lot of different places, there's... It's been discovered that Outback Steakhouses are, like, <laughs> mapped in a way that you can find, How like, did a I not run into that? That's awesome. Yeah, so it's like there's there's a bunch... Like, there's San Francisco, Washington, D.C., oh Baltimore. Their Outback Steakhouses are lined up so that they form, like, a pentagram. And it's really funny. And there's there's say, a bunch of different places where they're all they're all laid out in a pentagram form, and it's really funny. Do they line up and all lead back to Australia? I don't know. I hope probably not. not. I don't sorry, think Outback. Yeah, you're our number two listener. We should not be making should, fun of you. Oh God, no! I'm not <laughs> intending to make fun. of It's just it's themed that way. I actually don't. I don't go into Outback Steakhouses all that I've, often. I've been into a couple, but yeah, yeah. So there's there's a bunch of places where it's laid out like a pentagram, and those are ley lines, I guess. You know, one of my friends has pointed out that there's, you know, a lot of mattress firms laid out in weird shapes. How and are there like so that. many mattress there firms? There are so many. There's th- that that's a conspiracy in and of itself is how many mattress firms there how are. How many people are buying mattresses? Apparently a lot that they need like, you know, 18 mattress firms per city. That's on the list. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> I promise you. We're going to talk about the mattress firms, guys. So there Jen, I told you I'd talk about it. So there you go. <laughs> Well, I'll make a whole episode. <laughs> okay, keep so, going. Sorry. Many who favor an extra, extraterrestrial explanation claim the aliens physically make the patterns themselves. Mm-hmm. Others say they're made using energy waves so they don't have to touch our cootie-covered planet. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah. We are the cooties we are of the, the universe. <laughs> don't get us on ya. <laughs> so, researchers of crop circles have linked modern crop circles to some old folkloric tales to support the claim that they are not artificially produced. Mm-hmm. uh, Circle crops are culture-dependent. They appear mostly in developed and secularized Western countries where people are receptive to New Age beliefs, Mm -hmm. including... uh, Did I really write circle crops? Yes. Crop circles. I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to let it go. Because I know there are circle crops. Yep. But anyway, keep going. (laughs) Moving forward. (laughs) Okay. So they appear mostly in developed and secularized Western countries where people are receptive to New Age beliefs, uh, including Japan. But they don't appear in all at all in Mm -hmm. other zones such as Muslim countries. Like Mm -hmm. there's... Like, you know, you're not going to necessarily see them there, but you'll see them in England. Right, We're, right. we're more likely to have people that are we're, a little... We're, we're a little bit crazier and we believe in aliens. Yes. Gotcha. In the 1948 German story, Zeiswolf Schwan, or the 12 Schwans. Mm-hmm. Schwans. Schwans. Every morning, a farmer would find circular a circular ring of flattened grain in his field. After several attempts, his son saw 12 princesses disguised as swans who took off their disguises and danced in the field. Okay. Just, and that's where they come from. I like okay. it. Naked girls. Just or dancing swans. Yes. Naked swans. Yes, naked swans. <laughs> Women dressed as swans. Women dressed as naked swans. Yes. Pluck, yeah. Is it a plucked swan? No. Or are they wearing that dress with the swan from that award show? I don't remember. I don't know. I'll post a, a picture to Instagram. Okay. What these women probably were wearing. <laughs> they were probably wearing naked swan costumes. <laughs> so then there's my favorite theory yet. <clears throat> I love this theory. Okay. All right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm invested already. One of the most popular explanations in the 1980s was that the mysterious circle patterns were the result of some vigorous hedgehog sex. What? Yes. Hed- hedgehogs. Yes. Like Sonic? Like, yeah, just making... They were going fast they were like going, in circles. Just in circles because they're like, you know, mating rituals. But hedgehogs are only like this big. I know. How would they form these like 600 meter That's why it's long... my favorite theory. They That's, were busy. They were... <laughs> what the heck? 
Are they this theory, I'm sorry, that doesn't make sense. I'd rather believe in aliens and a giant hedgehog orgy. The, the only heck? absolute known cause of though them at this point is humans. Yeah. Do you know how many hedgehogs that would take? <laughs> That's a lot of hedgehogs. That's, I mean, that would be like every hedgehog in the UK gathered in this one area and had a it's massive like they orgy. Breed like bunnies. Just to make a giant crop circle. That, Overnight. And, and then it's also like super mathematically correct. It's like I. You never know. Y- yes, I firmly believe that this is the most logical explanation. Yes. It's my favorite theory. I didn't oh, say it was right. Hedgehog orgies. <laughs> so, it's the best. Okay. So then in 1991, two pranksters named Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley made headlines claiming they started the phenomenon back in 1978 mm-hmm. using simple tools consisting of a plank of wood, mm-hmm. rope, and a baseball cap fitted with a loop of wire to help them walk in a straight line. Right. You know, like those lawnmowers you just attach to a pole and mow in a circle while you finish your cigarette and try to ignore your boyfriend <laughs> and squirrel the pool? Yes. Yes. <laughs> just like that. Yes. <laughs> anyway, to prove their case, they even made a circle in front of journalists, hence a crop circle creation caught on camera. Mm-hmm. They claim they were inspired by the first crop circles spotted in Australia in 1966 and are responsible for over 200 crop mm-hmm. circles seen between 1978 and 1991, with over 1,000 other circles not made by them. Right. They say that the original intent was to dupe ufologists into believing flying saucers had landed in grain fields. Mission accomplished, fellas. Yeah. But sadly, just this year, on July 24th, Bauer died at the age of 94. Has it really been that long? mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. 94? Yeah. See, I thought they were kids in the 80s. No, they were apparently full-grown No, yeah, they were adults. They were bored, like, 50-year-olds. Yep, and they were like, hey, let's mess with some people. Let's mess with some people. That's their midlife crisis. Yeah. Midlife crisis crop circles. They even created, they have, like, a whole, like, crappies. They study. Yeah. And there's, like, a whole, like, like forum. Yeah. All about just following crop circles, and I think that's so cool. I can just, uh, that would honestly be something I would do during a midlife crisis. Guys, I'm bored with my middle-aged life. I got the new car and it did nothing for me. What do I want to do to ramp up my life and give my life a sense of meaning and purpose? Exactly. Let's go out into a field with a piece of wood and rope. Go flatten some And grains. go flatten some crops and make people believe in aliens. Yeah. That ex- Yeah, I can see myself doing that as a midlife crisis. So if you're like a serial... <clears throat> Crop circle artists. Mm-hmm. Are you a serial seriologist? A serial like a repeat seri- offender. <laughs> uh, serial cereal flattener Cereals, because they're flattening yes. cereal crops. Exactly. So serial cereal flattener. But you know, at least it's it's vandalism. <laughs> Because you are like flattening something that someone is growing. I mean, to it, make yeah, money it's out absolutely of. vandalism. Yeah, but in the same sense, it's not as like you know marking a monument. You know, it's it'll grow back. Yeah, but I mean, you've yeah. also lost them, you know, Depending on how big dollars, it is, yeah. You know, like that 600-foot wide one. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean you yeah. could definitely sue people for that. Absolutely. You know, for all the money that you and lost. somebody actually in Amsterdam, that's the one of the only cases of somebody being caught and, mm-hmm. and tried and fined for it. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, yeah you're, you're vandalizing private property. So exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So, in my research, though, it reminded me of an even more ancient permanent synonym, the Nazca Lions. which are fascinating. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. (gasps) Oh. So there are a collection of giant geoglyphs, designs, or motifs etched into the ground that you can only see from extremely high in the air. Okay. Now, I mean, I just didn't know that they were called that, but I mean, I've seen pictures of them. Yeah. You usually see, like, the the giant uh, ant. Yeah. Right? Like this. Yeah. And I mean, I guess... I don't know. Would Stonehenge classify as one of those? No, not technically really. not. Okay. Uh, that one's more of a, I don't remember the exact Name word for, it, for but, that. Okay. But, like, yeah, you typically see this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pictures to come Pictures on the Instagram. <laughs> Pictures to come. So they're located in the Peruvian coastal plain about mm. 250 miles south of Lima. Researchers believed they were made by the ancient Nazca tribe, which began around 100 BC and flourished in the region until about 700 AD. Okay. Some designs were made by adding rocks to an outline. Others mm-hmm. were made by removing <clears throat> rocks from the insides. So they were kind gotcha. of dug out of the ground. Yeah. The 2,000-year-old works of art come in three types. Straight lines, geometric designs, and designs depicting various plants, animals, and shapes. Like okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Despite being studied for about eight decades, they're still a mystery to most researchers. Mm-hmm. 
There are more than 800 straight lines on the coastal plain, plain, some of which are 30 miles long, and over 300 geometric designs, including triangles, rectangles, and trapezoids, as well as spirals, arrows, zigzags, and wavy lines. Mm. And these things are huge. Yeah. And they look like nothing from the ground. Right. Some say they're a form of communication or navigation with aliens, because at the time, the ancient civilization couldn't... Well, they, or, they, like there they, was no way for them to see it from the sky. Exactly. They shouldn't have had that kind of technology yeah, at that time. Yeah, it's like, why were they trying to create something so big if you couldn't see it from yeah, the ground? exactly. So they had to be communicating with something in the air. There is one theory. Jim <clears throat> Woodman, Woodman, sorry, Jim Woodman, mm-hmm. two N's, two O's, one Okay. Eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Theorized that the Nazca lines could uh, not have been made without some kind of flight to observe these figures properly. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're huge. Yeah. He suggested a primitive form of hot air balloon was the only possible means of flight at the time of construction. Uh, most scholars reject this theory, however, because evidence of such a vehicle doesn't even exist. Yeah. At least that we've found. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. the world Who is knows? a huge place. There is yeah. no possible way that we couldn't. Who knows? You know. It might exist. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but researchers in the 1960s and 70s poked holes in some of the far-out alien theories, saying the purpose is actually related to water, a wet commodity in the arid region. Mm-hmm. So do some of the designs, was it just the aqueduct, and that if it flowed a certain way because the weather pattern was different at okay. that time? yeah. That maybe it was a way to deliver things yeah. to different areas? That does not explain a giant ant. It doesn't. I mean, that explains wavy lines, sure, but a giant ant? Mathematically <clears throat> correct ant. I mean, yeah. To design, so how did they see that? Yeah. I mean, that's just bizarre. Yeah. Uh, so, are crop circles related to alien communication? Likely no, but just some really creative humans. Interesting. I love crop circles. I, I personally really believe that there are aliens, personally. Yeah. I'm just going to go right out there and just flaunt my craziness. Some people I, do I believe say, <laughs> there was one uh, article I read that said that people walked into the center of one, mm-hmm. like in the middle of a crop portion, circle. and they like all just felt... Like it was weird energy, mm-hmm. weird vibration, joints hurt, like yeah. like you're being electrocuted. And so yeah. you step out and you kind of shake it off. And yeah. is it a group think thing like Slenderman? Yeah. Or is it um you know, is you know, is it something? Is there is there a magnetism there yeah. that's flattening in a circle? Yeah. Then why would it drag down just in that yeah. spot? It's Who knows? Very interesting. But yeah, no, I, I fully believe in aliens. I feel like <clears throat> With as gigantic as the universe is, I mean, it's so big that we we can't see to one end or the other. I just, I find it very hard to believe that in such a vast expanse of space... Oh, heck no, ...that we're, we're the only sentient yeah. life forms. I mean, just mathematically speaking, like, I mean, you know, all all religious beliefs aside and everything, you know, and I'm, I'm a religious person, you know, all, all religious... Thoughts aside, if we're just looking at it from a mathematical standpoint and statistically speaking, it doesn't make sense for us to be the only like yeah. the only planet that hosts life forms. You know, there's, there, the, I'm sure. <clears throat> the, I mean, the universe is so huge. Mm-hmm. There's got to be, you know, definitely um, more to it. You know, yeah. like there's like, there's got to be something probably on another planet that is almost identical to what's happening now yeah. the probability probability is like so great yeah because there's just so huge it's just it's too big for this just yeah. to be one planet that yeah. has life on it it just does not statistically make sense we think we understand it but we so don't yeah well i mean just in the last couple of years they've found um a couple of planets that they say could be yeah. habitable planets that they're in that habitable zone outside of a star that's very similar to ours mm-hmm. and that just you know, look just judging from like mathematics and the distance of the the planet from the star that they're probably just like Earth. And aren't humans like so cool that we can point a telescope at something like a star mm-hmm. and just see a little black dot move across the yeah the, the like, frame yeah and go I think something lives on that yeah let's go check it out. <laughs> well, and then we're also we're also only thinking about it from the fact that they are beings just like us that can you know, live only inside a certain habitable zone. There, there's, I mean, there's always the infinite possibilities of creatures that don't require oxygen and sunlight Absolutely. to survive. You know, they've and, and they, to a, you know, they've, they've adapted way. or they've, they've been born on that planet that lives in a different habitable zone for them. You know, like for, for a different life form, Saturn might be habitable. You know, it's just, we're just thinking about what's habitable for other human-like Exactly. Entities and beings. Exactly. So it's, like I said, just statistically speaking, yeah. I believe in it. Um, yeah. 
I don't know. I I think that we've definitely had interactions with them that maybe the government's not telling us about. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Which we'll get to as well. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, we've got so many topics, and I love it. I love, man, going back to your party, Mm -hmm. I talked to so many people who were just like, have you talked about this? Have you talked about this? I collected so much of a list. It looked like I was texting. I'm sorry. I was writing down everything so I don't forget anything. So thank you guys so much for bringing it. I'm going to cover them. So so anyway. Yeah. And if you guys have any, like, ideas for topics or if you, like, because there are so many conspiracy theories out there. But it's like, I feel like there's such a limited number of cryptids. But it's like, if you guys know of, like, cryptids that are, like, local to your areas... Please email me about them because yeah. I don't know everything. I just kind of go off of a list that I find on Wikipedia. And then sometimes I'll find lists on like Imager and Reddit yeah. and I'll look into those as well. But if you guys know of some that are not as well known that are local to your area, please mm-hmm. um, email us at conspiracies at gmail.com yes. or tweet at us or something like that and let us know because I would love to look into some more of your local lore and mythology. Absolutely. Me so. too. So let's, uh, yeah, let's expand our horizons. Expand our horizons. Give us. Give us some cool things to check out because we love learning with you guys and yeah. we love bringing you guys, uh, you know, new stories. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We're always just so, so happy and, and we just, we feel so blessed that you guys are, you know, such a huge part of our lives yeah. now, you yeah. know, and this yeah, is a blast. It's so much fun. So, so happy Halloween. You, happy Halloween. Thank you again for listening. We be will safe. be back on November 15th because we're releasing this episode a day early. Yes. So November 15th, we will be back. Um, and then that'll be the last episode for the year, right? I think, because we're not doing any in December. You know, yep. Yep. Yes. So, um... So our season, season finale. Season one finale will be next episode on November 15th. We're taking December off just for the holidays and everything. Um, See you guys after the new year. And then we'll start season two in the new year. I don't know if the first episode of the season two will come out on January 1st, but it'll be relatively early in January. Um... And that'll start our season two. And we'll have, you know, new big things happening in season two that we'll let you guys know about as they happen. So So. exciting. So stick with us. And we love your support. And um, stay safe. Stay safe. Happy Halloween. And And don't forget, Big Big Brother Brother is watching. If you'd like to learn more about us or read our deeper blog posts about our topics, head over to our website, conspiraciesencrypteds.com. There you can find links to all our social media and all your favorite podcatchers. If you like what you hear, leave us some love in the reviews on iTunes. The more you like us, the longer we can keep doing this. And if you're really vibing off this little shindig and you're feeling generous, check out our Patreon. We have all kinds of fun goodies and extras for our devoted conspirators. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more updates. And don't Don't forget, forget, Big Brother is watching. watching.